0: Okay, Acts chapter 16, if you'll turn in your Bibles, we'll look at the Word of God here this morning. Let's pray. Father, I I was very uh, happy to see all my brothers and sisters, many of them reading the Bible every day and being instructed in your Word by the Holy Spirit. Do that here this morning, Lord, uh, as we look into this portion. We're excited about what you have for us here this morning, Lord. Teach us and be glorified in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 16, it's not Paul and Barnabas now, it's Paul and Silas. Paul and Barnabas, we looked last week, they had a little bit of a tiff. They went their separate ways. I don't think it was a great thing. I don't. I, don't. I think God can take a bad thing and make it a good thing. All things work together for the good, them the love the Lord. But that doesn't mean everything we do is right thing. It means that God's able to take our mayhem, our chaos, our mistakes, and work it out to his glory. We'll praise him. But now it's Paul and Silas, and they're going back to all the places that Paul and Barnabas, and they're checking on the churches. Verse 1, then came he to Derby and Lystra. And Derby, they had great success, and they led a lot of people to the Lord. Lystra, they tried to worship him, and they ended up stoning Paul. So, you know, (laughs) there was was some mountain peaks, there was some valleys the first time out. This one is going to change the history, this missionary trip is going to change the history of the world. That's not an overstatement, I'll show you that, okay? Um, And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish Jewess and believed, but his father was a Greek. Uh, Mixed marriage. Okay, it happens. I've heard of that once or twice. Um, is it a happy home? We don't know that. Are they insanely in love with each other? I, I, I don't know, perhaps. Maybe even probably. I, I, I don't know. We just, all we know is that she's a believer, and it says that his father was a Greek, ostensibly not believer and not Jewish, but this man Timothy, verse 2, was well reported of the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with them and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Now if his father's a Greek it means no circumcision. Jewish people here at this time are circumcising. Not really anybody else. So here's... Timothy, I'm sure, you know, mom said, hey, we ought to circumcise. And dad said, what? No, (laughs) no. Why would we do that barbarian practices? So, you know, dad had his way. And so he grew up not circumcised. Now Paul's going to take and circumcise him. You say, wait, 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 (laughs) wait, wait. Last week, didn't we we figure this all out? First Jerusalem Council, no circumcision. You don't need to be, because people are following Paul. Uh, Paul and Barnabas around saying, hey, I'm sorry we have to talk about circumcision again. It, listen, it's on the menu, okay? I don't write it, I just, and I don't edit it. I just, I just give what God has written. And it's all instructive. Last week we learned that you didn't have to be circumcised in order to be saved. You don't have to become Jewish to become a Christian. You don't have to keep all the Old Testament laws. I think we went over that, and I think we nailed it. So now what's Paul doing? Paul, didn't you get the memo? As a matter of fact, you were there at the, at the. you saw the whole thing. Now why are you circumcising him? Well, the obvious reason, I think we'd all agree on this, it's got nothing to do with Timothy's salvation. He's already a believer. It's got everything to do with ministry opportunities. They're going to take him and they're going to use him as a minister. You say, well, will that come up in that culture? Yeah, it does. Why, is there like public nudity? Well, there's... Gymnasiums as public baths there's whatever. Uh, I, I don't understand all the, but it would be a problem. It would be a stumbling block. Who is this kid? He thinks he's going to come. In. He's not even. He's not even circumcised. For goodness sake, we can't have that. So it's a. It, it's somehow it's going to be related to ministry opportunities. And so, and, and I'm sure Paul says, "Hey Tim, I want I want you to come with." But here's the deal: we're going to have to circumcise you, dude. And Tim says, "Like okay, fair enough." Now, just think about this for a second, because this is remarkable. I ministered to Americans in the 21st century. You're a tough bunch. You, I don't mean that in a nasty way, but you guys are all about rights. In some ways, I like that a lot. You, you know you have this wonderful Second Amendment right? Don't give it up. It's wonderful. I always think about, like, I don't want to get real political. I, you know, the gun control debate I think it's less about guns, I think it's more about control. People want to tell me who I am, what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm not supposed to be doing. I hate that. Push back. You have rights as a Christian in America. We seem to push back against the wrong people. So here we come and we're doing ministry and we're teaching the Bible and now we get all this pushback. Well, I got the right to, you got the right to do anything you want as an American. But it doesn't mean you're correct theologically. It doesn't mean you're correct biblically. When we say politically correct, always write down your mind theologically incorrect. If you're politically correct, the way it's rolled out, you're always, always biblically incorrect. And we're pushing back against the wrong ones. I know you got rights. You know, it's kind of funny to me. I'll be teaching, the Bible says this about you know alcohol. And people go, oh, and they get in my face and they tell me what they're wrong. Yep, have at it. I remember, because... Early on, and I found this out over the years, early on I was teaching about alcohol. And I was looking at the Bible, teaching a passage, and I was against alcohol in the passage. And I think I taught it biblically. And I got reprimanded because I wasn't against it enough. Okay, there's flavors, there's degrees. I, get, I can be right, but I, I'm, I'm not right loudly enough for somebody. So I'm like, wow, this is... Hard to thread this needle with people who have rights. Hey, 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 this is the Bible. We don't care about rights in that sense. Listen, you have a right to anything you want. You're an American. Yay. We have the right to go to hell if we want. (laughs) But everyone has that right worldwide. God doesn't make believe. Listen, Timothy has every right. He's not an American, okay? He has everybody to say, Paul, thanks. No thanks. I ain't doing it. And he's like, no, what? Circumcision? Yikes. All right, all right, if that's what it means to serve God. And the challenge is to us, yeah, we have rights. Would we lay them down? Would you Just put yourself in Timothy's place. Say, "Oh, well, I'm already circumcised. Whatever it is, would I experience pain, humiliation, suffering to do what God's called me to do? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. We have the right to say no. People come and ask us to do ministry, to do this, to do that, to, do, to serve as this, to work at this, to... There's no compunction. The answer can be No. I I like to think of it like this, Lord, open checkbook. Here it is. You're, uh, I mean, I mean, everything I have is yours. All I am is yours. All my energy, all my thoughts. All I just, there's no place I'm going to say no. Oh, suffering, humiliation, pain. Whatever, you're, you're in control, and it just challenges me th- this section here. That. Okay, we'll make a big deal. It's not where we're going here, but it's, <coughs> it's a big enough deal. As they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep. What decrees? The, the Council of Jerusalem decrees. Listen, stay away from fornication, right? Idolatry, right off. And listen, you're going to be hanging around Jewish people. Cook your food all the way through. Get rid of the blood. You know, become a little bit kosher enough so that we can you know build that bridge and have some fellowship. We went over that last week. Uh, You can get the recording if you weren't here, okay? And by the way, you can get all the recordings. They don't cost anything, all right? And you see Mike, and he'll make you up whatever you want. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Amen. God building his church. Now, when they they had gone throughout Phrygia, real cold there, and the regions of Galatia, that was a joke, And were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Wait a second, wait a second, I read that wrong. They were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Yeah. So here they are going here, here, here. Now they're taking a a turn east. And the Holy Spirit of God says, nope, put the brakes on. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. God doesn't love Asians? No, uh, nobody's saying that. At this time, you, you two, you small band of guys here, That's not your focus, okay? Stop. God has the authority, and we've said this before, to move the chess pieces around the board as he sees fit. Jesus said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, out of most parts of the earth. Wouldn't that be the east? Japan, China, Hong Kong, Tibet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not at this time, not now, not you guys. Why? I have no idea. God controls. God can do the things that God wants to do for the reasons that only God knows. And here the Holy Spirit of God suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. We're looking at Turkey, Greece area, okay? Uh, Yeah, come over here into Europe. This is the first foray into what we would say is Europe. Okay, it's Eastern Europe, but it's Europe. And most of us are of European descent, and the gospel came to Europe. Uh, Without the uh, gospel getting up into uh, the British Isles, would there be pilgrims? Would there have been a Mayflower? Would there have been a migration to America? Would the gospel have come to America? Would we be the last rather than one of the first to get it? I mean, look at the you know the way it 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 played out. Um. Now the gospel has gone to almost all corners of the earth. There are still some. We have uh, you know we have a new tribes person that we uh, support as a missionary because there are people on planet Earth who have never heard the name Jesus Christ. You can make less a case for that every day just through the Internet. You know what I mean? The information's there, and even very, very poor countries have the opportunity to, and they have, you know, there's there's places where it's against the law, uh, North Korea for one, and they have very uh, strict, you know, protections in place, but you can usually work around them if you're very... uh, Uh, either skilled or motivated, and if you're both, it's easy enough to get around these things, and you can hear the gospel anywhere you want. But, uh, you know, we can see that Asia was one of the last to get the, and and it it looks like this is one of the uh, pivot points. It's not the fact that, you know, God doesn't prefer Europeans to Asians. If you think that, I just think, no, you're wrong on so many counts. For God so loved the world, and that would include every category, every group you can think of. Uh, but God says, hey, you know, okay, look, you guys, I don't know, is it, is it Paul? Because Paul's European-ish? He, you know, it's Roman Empire. Is he going to a place he's going to be more out of his element, that he's not going to be able to reach these people more effectively? Is, is, does that have something to do with it? I don't know. You know, we get to hev- uh, heaven, we can ask God, and he'll tell us, right? But I know what did happen. So he has this vision. What's a vision? It's a dream while you're awake. Remember uh, Peter uh, on the rooftop, and the you know sheet comes down. All the you know just a vision, but apparently there's a man of Macedonia. Some say it's it's Luke. Some say it's uh, um, this lady Lydia. We're going to meet in a few verses. I think it's symbolic. Okay, (laughs) I think it's a. If the man turns out to be a woman, fair enough. I, I don't care. I don't think it's a it's a big issue. I just think this Macedonian personage in, in the form of said, hey come over here and help us and Paul's thinking okay I got a, I got a message from God uh, so after he had seen the vision immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel on them was a prayer time was it, you know a meeting of the minds yeah no doubt and they figured okay I mean you know God didn't have to draw us a picture I think he just did let's go guys therefore loosing from Troas we came with a straight course to Samothracea, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. Philippi, everyone knows that, because we, we have the, the Philippian epistle, one of everyone's favorites. We were there, I don't know, last year it seemed like, I think it was, and uh, it was a wonderful time, wonderful study. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down, and spake unto the women, which resorted thither. Now you need ten Jewish men to have a synagogue. If there's less than that, then the people meet by the river and they have a, a prayer time. That's how it was got, done in that day. So they didn't even have ten Jewish men in this, in this place. Uh, so there 's no synagogue because that 's how they always did remember they you know they 'd preach at the synagogue first and go from there here they don 't have that, so they go down to this place and there 's' i don 't look this i don 't know if there 's any men uh, but there 's women are women in scripture less important oh that 's ridiculous that 's ridiculous. I think people who accuse us of being sexist I think you 're like you 're biblically illiterate and maybe there' are Christians in the past who didn 't take the Bible and cover over their, I don't know how to say this correctly. You, we know that men and women have certain roles, and we don't think of gender as something that's very fluid. Okay, people are, are men and they're women from birth, and even, by the way, before birth, all right, from conception, you're one or the other. We won't know it at the, right at the conception which gender you are, but early on in the process, you know, God knows from, from conception what gender you are. And it's not a fluid thing. And we don't jump back and f- uh, forth or anything like that. And men have well-defined roles, spiritual ones. And then there's biological ones, too. And to pretend otherwise is just not helpful to me. Just it's, it's silly and kind of... Now, having said that, it's different but equal. And God doesn't place a ge- one gender above the other in the sense of like more important or that he loves more importantly. And I think like when Jesus comes along, you know, he's talking with a woman at the well. All the, all the boys saying, What's going on here? He's talking to a woman. She's not even a Jewish woman. What is he thinking? He doesn't care about any of that traditional, silly, social. No, no, no. I'm God. I, I know how I meant this to roll out. She's as important to me as like anybody. I love her as much as I love it. I'm going to die for her sins as much as I'm going to die for anybody's sins. And we see him like through scripture just like, you know, meeting with and ministering to the, the nominal, the, the disenfranchised, the outcast. His love is, I, you know what I love about Jesus? His love is scandalous. It breaks down social norms. I love that. I love that. Anyway, so I think he's done. Jesus Christ has done more to elevate the status of women than anybody else. So somebody says like we're holding women down. I think that's ridiculous in the ex- extreme. I just look at my own my own bride. I mean, like, okay, there's Jesus, and then there's Suze. She's more important to me than anybody. Sorry. I mean, if you if that really stresses you out. I mean, it's not, it's not like. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to keep her down. I'm trying to, you know, hold her down. I, you know, she get close to that glass ceiling. I'm just trying to oppress her and barefoot and pregnant and the whole. You, really, you think that uh, about a godly man? No, his sisters are equal in in this salvation experience. And we're not. We're we're gentlemen. We're brothers. We're we're we're. It, it shows us how we're supposed to be. I think. Anyway, I can go off and get a whole sermon out of that. A certain woman named Lydia, she's a seller of purple. Man, if you've got a whole color, you're doing good, right? Okay. She get, she's got purple copyrighted and trademarked, okay? If you're going to get purple, you have to go through. her. It's a dye, okay? That's all it is. It's a dye. And it's very expensive. And the Romans like it a lot because their imperial kind of stuff is all purple, right? So she's a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira. Which worship? Now, she's not from there. She's not from Philippi. She's from Thyatira. What's she doing here? Selling, right? She's buyer-seller. She's doing her business. She worshiped God, so she's Jewish in her orientation. She heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. We're going to see several people turn to Christ here. Her, what happened? Her heart was opened by God. That's really dramatic. Not so much. <laughs> Maybe it happened to you. Maybe you're kind of sitting here thinking about this stuff. Like, yeah, okay, can't. I don't know. And someday, just whatever, just in your heart, that click. You go from like a skeptical person to a, oh, my goodness, this is all true. Well, God does that. Okay, mine was more dramatic. Some people's are less dramatic. I don't think drama is what saves a person or not. Here, she simply the Lord opened her heart. Does that have to happen? You can't do it yourself. I think you have a free will, but I don't think you can you can't save yourself. Let's put it that way. God's involved. Let's just leave it at that for now. Okay? We have a lot to say about that. When she was baptized in her household, because salvation, belief, baptism, it's just natural when she was baptized in her household she besought us saying if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord come into my house and abide there and she constrained us and it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel young lady is the word here possessed with a spirit of divination oh nifty is she demon possessed a spirit of divination well it was, a, it was a good spirit it was a godly spirit No, <laughs> no <laughs> no such thing a good spirit of divination. Divination, prophecy, ability to tell, foretell what's going on. You say, I well, isn't that a Bible gift? People have uh, the gift of prophecy. God gives that to a person, but it's the spirit of God. It's a, it's a spiritual gift. Outside that, it's, it's demonic. Is it also like, is she like, prophesying things that actually come to pass? Well, we don't know that. I will say this about her. The thing that she's going to say is a true thing that that Paul gets all upset about. Uh, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination, she met us, which brought her as much gain by soothsaying. She's like palm reader, tarot card lady, crystal ball fortune teller, and people go and they pay great sums of money to find out, you know, should I invest in this? Should I buy this? Should I sell this? Should I go here? Should I... Marry this one, whatever. The same followed Paul and us crying, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. By the way, which part of that statement's not true? Well, it's obviously true. How did she know? Because the spirit of divination inside her knew. So, what's wrong with this picture? What's the problem? What's the downside? We don't need uh, this, uh, some unclean spirit being our front man, you know, being the barker a, at, a, at a carnival sideshow. And this is kind of like, it's kind of the idea. And then, you know, it's like her imprimatur. Hey, listen, you know, God sent these people, and, and kind of she's the announcer. It's kind of, she's almost like John the Baptist for Christ. It's its its unsavory. It's wrong altogether. And this she did many days. Oh, my goodness, he's exasperating us. <laughs> he, you can put up almost anything for a day, you know, and then uh, next day it's kind of like, okay, this is getting old. And then many days it's like, all right, you, you're about you're about standing on my last nerve there, honey. This has got to end, you know. And this is kind of what happens. She just many day Paul being grieved turned and said his spirit. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her, and he came out the same hour. I'm listening to one guy online he's saying the ladies after him and after him and after him like deliver me from this evil spirit and paul finally oh i've I've had enough okay finally he delivers her i don't think it's that at all i I don't i don't read that i think she's like you know going about her business stuff and paul's like okay i've had enough of this and he says okay spirit out and spirit gets out because we have the authority to tread on snakes and scorpions we have the authority over, over all power of the enemy Paul just took this authority. She wasn't looking for a deliverance. She's a slave girl. Her masters sure weren't looking for her to be delivered. When her masters saw the hope of their gains was gone, it comes down to nickels and noses and, oh man, I'm losing my shirt here. I, I don't care about her. She's just a commodity. Now, look at. This is what uh, I was saying earlier. You know, Christianity elevates women. She's a slave who doesn't care about her. Now she's redeemed, and she's a sister in Christ. And she's part of the, the uh, eternal family. <coughs> and they caught Paul and saw this. They drew him in the marketplace under the rulers, besought them in the magistrates. These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Who, how dare they throw all the... Evil spirits out. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Really? Spirit, go away. That's You can't do that if you're a Roman? <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> They're making stuff up here. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. So they have, you know, them um, a, um, a mob on their hands. So their, their clothes are turned ripped off, except for just a little loincloth kind of, I don't think so, personally, I think it's humiliating and painful, so here they are publicly humiliated and beaten, when they had laid many stripes upon them, ouch, uh, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely who having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison made their feet fast in the stocks they ain't going anywhere in other words midnight Paul and Silas prayed and said, sang praises unto, unto God and the prisoners heard them wait a second I read that wrong let me read that again At midnight Paul and Silas prayed I get that and sang praises unto God listen I'm sorry I'm not there yet Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to come clean All right, I'm not going to be a hypocrite up here I'm not there yet I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm not beaten. Yeah, thanks God, appreciate it. <laughs> I told you I was a drama queen. Very often, I'm just like, oh can you treat me so badly?" And I like, then I catch myself doing. I'm thinking, "You're such a." Take a might all and keep just uh, praying. God get me out of this fix. I don't want to be in prison. And you send me here to preach the gospel. Yeah, I got people all around you. Go ahead. I get a captive audience, literally. Right? No, there's such and such a disposition. I don't know what's going on, Lord. Here we are. Another day serving you. Look at where we are. Look at what's going on. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You're awesome. I'll tell you that. We're going to, some, I don't know. Who started up some old, you know, what are they singing? This is the day that the Lord hath made. I don't know. Whatever their version, whatever, you know. Hey, you remember that song they taught us in uh, Lister? Hey, let's sing that, you know. And off they go. Singing a psalm or something. Everyone else, it's midnight, right? Hey, keep it down there. I don't think so. They're like, what else they got? Who cares what time it is when you're in prison, right? Hey, these guys were there singing. You, are you, are you kidding me? They're singing. And the old joke, you know, God starts tapping his foot and this singing jailhouse rock. i ain't gonna do that joke. Okay, that's that's old line. And besides, I probably who let the dogs out. I don't know what they're singing. Doesn't matter. They're singing. They're worshiping God. Is that incredible? I mean, is that just incredible? The prisoners heard them. That's the point. Well, God always hears. That doesn't, that's not remarkable. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors were open. Everyone's bands were loose. That's a very specific earthquake, is it not? An earthquake that unlocks your chains and doors swing open. Incredible. I don't understand this. I mean, I understand part of this. The keeper of the prison, waking out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out a sword and would have killed himself. I get that. Anyone who escapes, you have to pay their penalty. Some of them people are in for life. He understands. I'm never going to get out of jail forever and ever and ever. And he thinks, like, okay, might as well end it all here quickly. And I'm not saying you have a right to kill yourself ever. I'm just saying I understand his thought process, okay? I don't agree with it. Because he, he's supposing that the prisoners had been fled. And Pro, Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. I don't get that. I don't get that. Because if I'm there, and I'm not Paul and Silas, and I get an open door, <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and kill yourself. I'm out of here, okay? I, I just don't think prison's all that exciting to, enough for me to say, okay, I got an open door, my bands are loose, I, uh, I think I might leave now. I, I, you know, I, I don't know why they all didn't go. Okay? But they didn't. Paul saying, maybe they're just like so attracted to Paul and Barnabas. I don't know. Do thyself no harm for we are all here. And he called for a light and he sprang in, and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Look up at me. Eye contact right here, right now. Okay? Don't read the next verse, please. Is this incredible? The greatest evangelist of the whole wide world. Now, we, th- this is going to end the debate. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He's got carte blanche. He can say anything in the world. Well, you've got to ascribe to this religion, of course. You've got to be baptized. You've got to go to church every Sunday. You've got to tithe. You've got to... He could say anything, right? Think about this. Because I go here in my gospel presentation more than anywhere else when I'm talking to somebody. Because people say... I say, you know, I'll say, I'm going to heaven when I die. And people say, well, how do you know? This verse... And many, 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 many like it. How do you get to heaven? Well, you got to, and then they give me their prescription, okay? Which is, you know, i got to be a good person, and I've got to, you know, it's some sort of form of karma, although they usually don't use that. i got to do good things, okay, or religious things. i got to do more good things than bad things. I say, okay, I understand what you're saying. Can you show me that verse? Now, can they? Yeah, never. Never. Of course, never. Look, there's no debate here on what's said. There's debate whether you want to be a biblical person or not. But there's no debate what the Bible's saying. So here's the greatest evangelist of all time. He's got the mic. He can go anywhere with us that he wants. And what's he going to say? I wonder. Let's find out together. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But you knew that. I'm not surprising anybody here, right? Well, I want you to go to church. I want you to help all ladies across the street. I want you to and he, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, this is very helpful to us when we present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can explain what it means to believe. It doesn't mean to behave. It means to believe. It doesn't mean to be sinless. It means to believe. It means to put your faith in, to put your confidence in, to put your trust in. You can look up the, you do a word search on believe. Do a word search on Jesus Christ. Get all the components there in your mind and don't muddy the water. Last week we were looking at a group who came behind Paul and Barnabas. Hey, 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 yeah, Jesus is good. That, that, that whole gospel, that's good. But also in that you've got to do, well, religious activity. One, th- their, their version of it, right? Be circumcised and then keep the law of Moses. And they had a whole council at Jerusalem to say, no, they're wrong. That's No, we could never do that. And remember the findings of the council? We could never do that. Why are we trying to make the Gentiles do something we couldn't, we couldn't keep the law? And now we're trying to get them to keep the law? Impossible. Listen, you never met anyone who keep, kept the law. You're certainly not that person. You never met that person. <laughs> there was none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We, we know that. We know it's sure in ourselves. So here it is. You know, you're trying to encourage people to, and, and I know some of you like salvation by degrees, right? Well, if I could just get them to come to church. Well, if I could just get them to pray. Well, if I could just get them to, no, there's, there's no degrees. There's one step. It's not a 12-step program. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. People say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I'm saying like, do you believe in a Savior? Do you, do you trust him for your salvation? Well, I believe that I have to do good things and I have to be a good person and I have to where's, where's your Bible verses? Where does God say that you have to be a good person to go to heaven? If good people go to heaven God's up there all by himself. If rotten, horrible, saved sinners go to heaven, welcome. Because, hey, hey, I, I, you provide the the saving. I'll provide the sinner. How's that? Well, I'll meet you halfway. I, I'm, I'm rotten to the core. I'm horrible. I'm wicked through and through. But if you save, I, I, I can come by faith. I can do that. Oh, oh, you want me to bootstrap, just be better? All, I, I tried it. I tried it for 20 years and I never made any headway. Just like that gerbil in the wheel running furiously in a circle, wearing himself out and getting nowhere. I think that's the perfect model for my religious activity. Maybe not yours. I, I don't know. You want your 12 step? are well, you gotta be circumcised, are you gotta join this church, why well, you gotta do this function, this formality, this. Does he say any of that? Why would we add to the gospel? Trust Jesus for your salvation. That's what I mean when I say believe, and that's what the Bible means when it says believe. Not to make an intellectual assertion there was a guy named Jesus who lived once. That's, that's nothing, and I think we all know that. No, believe on Jesus Christ. And you, you, you should be saved, and your house, if they believe on Jesus Christ and are saved. You get saved on behalf of your whole house. I don't think that's what it's teaching, okay? Because I know some dads here would say, I wish you taught that. Um some m- most many of us have you know unbelieving children and maybe even spouses and as the head of the house, like if I could just <laughs> okay when they believe in Jesus Christ, they' are saved too and we 're going to see that played out, and they spoken to him the word of the Lord and to all that were in the, in his house, same gospel and he took and what 's the word of the Lord well he took him through the whole mechanics of it. Jesus Christ, God of the universe, creator, came to earth in the form of a little baby, grew up among us, the savior of the world, and then he suffered and he died for our sins. He paid a penalty for our sins on the cross. He was buried because the wages of sin is death, and then he gloriously rose from the dead, and now he's become our savior for all them who trust in him. And because they took him through the mechanics of the whole gospel, I'm sure, Uh, not... Not okay, this is what you gotta do, this is what you gotta do, this is what you gotta do, this is what you gotta believe, this is what you gotta understand, this is what you gotta come to know. They spake in him all the, the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. See, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thy shall be saved, and thy house, and all that were in his house. Uh, verse thirty two, and he took them the same night uh, hour of the night and washed their stripes, and he was baptized, he and all his straightway. So Lydia gets saved and she wants to get baptized like immediately. And this guy, look at this is like, what is this? They're, they're worshiping at midnight, okay? And this is however long later he's washing his stripes. They're preaching the gospel. This is two thirty, three, four, four 4, 4 in the morning. Okay, let's have a baptism session. This is it, man. We're all on board. We're going to get baptized. He's like, right now. I love this. I love that. The... the This isn't a 21st century American thing, you know. We're like, yeah, okay, manana. Especially in Maine. We're like, we're very gradual. We're very deliberate. There's a part about that I like very, very much. I'll tell you what. Because people aren't like, jump on board. But they don't all jump off board either. Because they're not that, people like, have to, it has to, filter their way through, and they kind of gradually get to where they need to make those once and for all, and that's fine too. Here it's just like, oh man, we, we believe, let's get baptized. This is like, and of course it, it was wee hours of the morning, maybe at around daylight, who knows. We had brought them in his house, he set meat before them, food, right, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. He wasn't a believer, now he's a believer. That's why we call it believers. We don't call them doers. Okay. He, he was believing God and all his house, which, by the way, was, which is verse 31. I think it was more of a prophecy than a promise, you and all your house, okay? Again, I don't think you get saved on behalf of everybody. When it was day, the magistrate sent the side saying, saying, yeah, let those men go. They had second thoughts about it or whatever. We beat them up. We, we showed them. The keeper of the prison told him, saying to Paul, the magistrates are sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. Yay, we're out of here. Hey, good luck. See ya. Gone, right? Not quite. Not quite. They left. But Paul does something. This is what what I'm saying. We're talking about rights and Timothy laying down his rights. Paul has rights. He's a Roman citizen. And he wants to establish those rights. And Paul said unto them, whoa, 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 get out, just go away? Yeah, you wish. They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans. You're not even supposed to bound a Roman citizen without charges being laid, okay? There's laws, and you broke a bunch of them, and you're in hot water right now. Wait a second. Paul's a Christian. I mean, we we're used to having our rights run roughshod over, right? I think it, I don't know. Am I thinking about this? If it's just Paul and just you know Silas, okay, take it a lumps and go. But they have established a church here. That there was a there was mayhem. There was a lot of citizens against what Paul. And, oh no 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 no. We don't just. You know what Christianity works. Here, the way it works to a large degree, and it's not just, doesn't go away by fiat. We get a president in who's like not of our persuasion. He says, okay, Christianity is, is eliminated. If, 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 it, if it were possible. If, if one could do that, why can't they do it? I mean, what, what's stopping them? We have this little document called the Constitution. It's a wonderful document. It really is. It's not the Bible. It's not. I get that. When I was in the United States Marine Corps, I took an oath to defend America, the Constitution, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It has been my observation that many of the enemies have been domestic. I'm not saying calling for civil war or anything, but I am calling for know, know who's for the Constitution, know who's against it, and vote accordingly. I always thought so. But I never, you know, when I, I just, somebody brought to my attention a couple of years ago that when I took that oath, I took that oath, I never, it wasn't, okay, when you get out of office, when you get out of the Marine Corps, that oath goes away. I didn't, I didn't take an oath like from, you know, uh, September of 77 to September of 81, which that was my Marine Corps service. Yeah, I know, I'm way old, I know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't take it just for, I took it for, that's my oath. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sworn to protect this country against uh, and, and, and it's constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I don't have any problem with that as a Christian. I think the, the constitution is a wonderful document. It guarantees us the rights to worship. You even have the right to be an atheist in America. I wouldn't change that if I could. I'd change you from being an atheist if I could. I wouldn't change your right if I could. I, I, I think it's a wonderful thing that people have rights to be anything they want in America. You can believe, you can make your own religion, you can make up gods, you can invent them, you can build them, whatever you want to do. This is America. I like that. I don't like the fact, as a Christian, I like the fact that you're building idols. I don't really care for that, but God bless. You're an American, yay, we have rights. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know it's kind of a tough needle to uh, 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 to thread, but I think we all understand what I'm saying because we, we live with that that... I want everyone to see things the way I see them. I want people to live forever. I want to have them enter into the same joy. But they have to be free to choose that. So I'm king of the land. I'm president of the United States, and I declare everyone is a Christian. We can't do that. We've seen empires try or they reverse. It's never worked. It's against the law to be a Christian in a lot of countries where there's all kinds of Christians. People just disobey the law. Paul's saying, wait a wait, second, wait. I'm a Roman citizen. I got rights, and you've broken a lot of them, and you're in deep weeds. Uh, they, they beat us openly, uh, uncondemned. We're Romans, and they cast us in a prison, and we haven't done anything wrong. And now they're going to say, okay, go and just trust us out privately. No. Nay, verily. Okay, a little King James for you there. Let them come themselves and fetch us out. The Sidons told these words to the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans because they know they broke the law, and they're not very happy about it. And so this is what happens. They came and besought them. Now they're not so proud. Now they're not talking so arrogant. Oh, oh please, please, please go away. <laughs> don't, don't just, don't make it, uh, don't cause waves here. You know, we're all in. <sighs> My back's still killing me there, dude. Uh, Paul and they're revering their rights here. But they're not being vengeful. Vengeance is mine, I'll pray," saith the Lord. They could have, you know, called some better, bigger authorities and say, "Yeah, arrest these guys because they arrested us." So they go, but they've established their rights, and th- in, in so doing, they've established the church in Philippi in um, Macedonia's rights at Philippi. And they went out of prison into the house of Lydia because they're going away now, and they got to you know, have fellowship, and when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them, and then they departed, so they come into town, where they got Lydia and a few people who are down by the river, they got this demon-possessed girl, they got this Philippian jailer in his house, kind of rag motley crew kind of church, kind of like us, you know, we ain't too pretty, we ain't too proud, just what we are, right, and how is that going to survive, how's that going to get along, how's that going to become anything, I mean, really, if you think about it, well, who's the elder of the church? They're all, like, been saved for, like, two days, a day, right? Who becomes the authority? What, what's going to happen? How, how can this work? Oh, very well, thank you. We have the Holy Spirit of God. And it's all the difference in the world. So when he comes back through next time, he writes a letter. There's a church there still. Oh, they're struggling. They're going through some stuff. But there's a church. And the Holy Spirit can do what the Holy Spirit does. And, and I kind of I kinda figure that's always a thing, you know. Um, so we pray, you know, Lord, build your church. Because at the end of the day, only he can do it. This isn't a personality cult. This hasn't got nothing to do with me. And I've figured that out early on in the program. Lord, do a work. What have, what have you got to work with? The likes of us. Isn't that laughable if you think about it? Can he do it? Well, the Spirit of God can do anything. That's the kind of one of the takeaways from this Uh, lesson here this morning a lot of stuff it's kind of eclectic hey look at that's just the way it rolls out okay i don't i'm not the editor just the just the teacher just just the mailboy. just delivering the mail okay so let's have the worship leaders come we'll stand we'll pray and we'll be um, we'll be dismissed we thank you for this word lord And all it's spoken to us. The key thing, Lord, my takeaway: believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. I love that. I just I love the the simplicity that is the gospel. In the next moments, we can know that we know that we know that we're going to heaven forever, and that we've were once on the outside looking in, and now we're your own. Dear children, we thank you for the simplicity of this message. Lord, those of us who teach it, help us to teach it correctly. Those who are on the outside looking in, bring us all in. But grow the church as you will. In Jesus' name, amen. It is our desire to get God's word out to all, so our podcasts and everything else downloaded from our website is free. But we do have expenses, and if you feel led to give a dollar for this resource, please go ahead and click the Give tab on our website at plowboyministries.org. Grace and peace. And everything I want, how oh dear, I count it all as long Lead me to the cross where your love pours.